Welcome to The American Coach, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. I'm your host Matthew, and this is for Season 2, Episode 12, the season finale for the second season of Ted Lasso. Uh, it's called Inverting the Pyramid of Success, that's the name of the episode. Um, uh, this, uh, <laughs> this episode was a funny one for me. Um, and I do mean kind of like, it, it did make me laugh, make me laugh, but it also did confuse me and really throw me off at certain points. Ultimately, I thought they got to where they needed to get to, or where they were wanted to get to. Um, I don't think the execution in the, in some of the things was very good. This was a really, really like, flip of a coin episode for me because certain times I was watching some scenes and decisions that characters were making and I'm like what's the show doing and then other times I'm watching other scenes within this episode and thinking oh this is really good and then like the penalty goal that you know the um, Danny's penalty goes in and it's really emotional and really good so I'm both confused I've got a very mixture of emotions on this episode. Overall, it 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 got, it got the job done overall, but it's it's a case for me with because this is kind this episode kind of goes over some it it really shines a spotlight on certain issues the show's got, and it really shows shines a spotlight on the show's biggest strengths, which is kind of its emotional storytelling. Um, one of the biggest mistakes this show makes, well, there's there's two big standout mistakes the show's made, and one of those mistakes I've kind of let go a little bit, but I feel like needed to be brought forward more in this episode. The one thing is the, the, the show does sometimes is actually surprisingly skip over certain things, and the other thing is it really doesn't show enough of its football. Um, I can't remember the the name of the website, but early, earlier this week, I think it was yesterday on Thursday, I saw an article from somebody, and it said Ted Lasso has forgotten that it's a f- show about football. And I didn't actually get round to reading the article itself, but that's kind of true. Because um, there's going to be certain checkpoints in this show, because I understand the show tries to focus on the background of these characters or sorry what happens in the in the background of, of football the things that we as fans don't really see we see like certain behind the scenes things for football and like interviews here and there but we don't see what goes on in the dressing room unless you're talking about one of those all or nothing amazon series uh one of the they i think they've done man city and they've done uh, tottenham hotspur they're doing a season on arsenal at the moment. Unless you're watching something like that. You're not really going to see. What somebody says to the other person. In the dressing room. Which is what you see in Ted Lasso. And that creates the show's emotional storytelling. And it uses that to drive itself forward as a show. So I do understand that. Um, but it just skips over. It's it's a weird way the show has of operating. And sometimes it doesn't matter so much but sometimes it does slightly but oddly one of the scenes I didn't think they'd skip over because this season has mainly been about mental health really um Ted sits down in the press conference room and goes yeah it's time to talk about like mental health and stuff in football and then we just cut to him talking to Rebecca that's one of the scenes that confused me in in the episode uh and it's not like this episode has a lack of time. This is probably one of the longest episodes of Ted Lasso. It's 49 minutes. Most of them this season has been about 42, 45. Uh, the first season's episodes were a bit shorter. They're about 30 to 40 minutes, I think. But this, I think, I think this is the longest episode of Ted Lasso. Um, and they just skipped over something. I, I didn't think specifically that scene they'd skip over. Just because the season has been about mental health. And we've got our lead protagonist in a press conference room. You know the title character Ted Lasso. About to talk about mental health. And then you just cut the scene. Um, I don't know. Bit, bit, I'm a bit confused by certain choices this show makes now and again. 
Uh, but overall, yeah, it, it was alright. It got the job done. Um, but it's one of those unfortunate situations for me where you've got an episode that does pack a few punches. I'm not going to deny this episode that. But when you mix it in with scenes that are either a bit strange or things that are skipped over now and again, it sort of diminishes the, not the effect of those emotional emotional punches, but it it diminishes the effect that it has on the overall episode and if you can if you keep doing that which the show kind of has done diminishes the impact on the overall season if you do it too many times throughout a season with too many episodes it starts to affect more of your season overall i thought this was a great season for for ted lasso um i think season 1 is about equal to it maybe better than season 2 but it's just an annoyance for me where I look at the season and think there were some really standout highlights. And I still think that, I think it was season 2 episode 6, is still the best episode of Ted Lasso. But it's just where the show like really hits some highs. And then it stumbles over a few different things. Um, I don't think it's a writing problem. I think it's more just a just a choices problem. Not the way that they write certain scenes, but what they choose to put in those those certain scenes. Because even the scenes that do kind of like oddly skip over certain things or aren't quite like as impactful are still relatively well written. So it's not a writing problem, it's just, just a scene Joyce's problem. Um, it almost digs a little bit into a structural problem for the show. Um... But I've tried to kind of keep quiet a little bit about... I mean, I'll always I'll always be honest about my opinion. I'll, I'll always say what I think of something. There's no point in me avoiding doing that. But I've been trying to give the show a lot of episodes to see what this show is trying to do in terms of actually showing football. Because I've seen some arguments and things, you know, the conversations, arguments, debates, whatever you want to say, about that the show doesn't really need to focus on football. But, as I suppose, as a, I know that the, the opinion I've got here about the whole football thing is coming from the angle of somebody who's a huge football fan, myself. And for those of you that watch the show for the characters, you probably don't care about the football. But, one of the... And don't worry, I'll talk about the events of the episode in a second. Um, one of the uh, biggest... Because this show's had 22 episodes, I think. I think the first season had 10 um, I'm not going to check right now. I think it's had 22 episodes. Because this season had 12. I think last season had 8 or 10. So about 20 or 22 episodes. One of my biggest... <coughs> excuse me. One of my biggest questions when I started this show was... Okay, he's an American uh, football coach. Right, of course they call it soccer. And he's being moved from an American football team... Which essentially is a bit more like English rugby. To a British soccer team. This digs into my my actual biggest problem with the show. And I, I now that we're on the season finale. It's time for me to kind of talk about it a bit more. Because this is my by, by far this leans into my biggest complaint about the show. So we've gone all those episodes. Some of them have been shorter. Some of them have been longer. Whatever. But it's had about 20 to 22 episodes. Let's just say 20. Right. So you move a a uh, coach from American football to British soccer. Which is a completely different game. Which Ted himself has talked about now and again on different occasions. About there was a there was a I remember there was a comment before about the different halves of the games. Uh, or the matches in certain press conferences. And one of my biggest questions and biggest curiosity points was. How is Ted going to deal with that as a football coach? Because the game's so fundamentally different. Because he's not being put into a coaching role. He's the manager of this team. Um, so as much as his coaches like Nate and everybody else. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Nathan in a minute. As much as they can all pitch in with different ideas, and we saw how that went in this season finale episode. My question has never been answered on this show. What are Ted's English football or soccer, whatever you want to call it. What are Ted's English football tactics? 
and 20 something episodes into this show and I still have absolutely no idea what the answer to that question is. I actually don't think the show is ever going to answer that. I've sort of settled on that idea a bit, which is disappointing to me. It's just that the, the way the show's gone over the two seasons, I don't think I'm ever going to get those answers. Um, which is still massively disappointing to me, but it's, it's just how the show's kind of gone. Um, but yeah, like seeing that in a scripted TV show, how does an American football coach come over to the UK... And manage an English football team. What does he do. About that. Just as a general base idea. And that question has never been answered. Um, We see Ted talking to other people. Like in this episode about the false nine. I'll talk about the false nine and everything in a minute. But even. this, There's some funny things in this episode as well. If you notice in this episode, the way when they're losing 1-0 or 2-0 to Brentford at different points, Ted is continuously asking the other characters, what do we do? Why is Ted doing that? I, I can't recall a scene in the entire show where Ted has gone, let's try this. Nathan's done most of that. Nathan was the one that came up with the five at the back in the FA Cup game. And got them through to the, was it final? Semi-final? The, the, the Man City game. Then in this episode, he comes up with the false nine. Sure, Ted says, okay, you can go ahead and use it. But why is that happening? Why is Ted, as the manager, continuously asking... Because this is his second season in charge of Richmond, right? Season two, second season, they got relegated, whatever, right? But... Why is the show not getting Ted to sort that out himself? Or not even by himself. I know, of course, you've got assistant coaches, assistant managers, whatever. And you've got your different coaches in the team. That's where people like Nathan and Coach Beard and Roy come into it. That's supposed to be their roles. But Ted should be the one in the dressing room with the whiteboard up saying we're gonna do this and do that and whatever you know whatever it is that they're gonna do it but that 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 never happens in the show and we've had two seasons now and that question has never ever been answered some of you probably don't care about that that probably some of you probably just oh you know we really like the characters and the story and what happens to them and that's totally fine i just have a different way that i watch the show because i'm a big football fan and the show's sort of supposed to be about that. So, yeah. Um, it'd be different if the show... Let's say the show was about Sam. Let's say that Sam was the lead protagonist. Maybe the show would then be called Sam. I've forgotten his surname. Um, and then maybe you're following his journey as a player. I'd then not expect to see, like... Uh, I, I mean, I'd, I'd expect to see one of the coaches tell him what to do. But I wouldn't expect Sam to be like, okay, we're going to play this formation and that formation. But because the show's based on, the show's supposed to be about Ted and about Richmond, we never see that. But there's two or three times in this episode alone that he's asking other people, what should we do? I don't understand that at all. Um, and never ever has his own ideas. And some of you aren't going to like what I'm about to say. But you've got to think about what I'm going to say in, in a second. Although Nathan's approach... Because I'm going to get onto the subject of Nathan now. Although Nathan's approach to the way he spoke to Ted is obviously awful and everything. And has clearly set up for like a season 3 of West Ham versus Richmond. Ted versus Nathan. And all that kind of thing. That's cool. That's a cool idea. Um, Nathan is right about Ted. Now... His aggression and his manner of the way he tells him is is wrong. Obviously, he's 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 an asshole with the way he goes about it. But he's sort of right about Ted, because um, Nathan was the one that came up with the two different formation ideas. Nathan was the one that came up with the five at the back. He was the one that came up with the false nine. Ted didn't do that. Ted just said, "Yeah, you can use it." So yeah, the reason they won those two games is because of Nathan. Um, and he's right about, like, Ted shouldn't really necessarily be in this job. 
Um, Because if I look at Ted as a character, he's almost kind of like... He should be one of the coaches. Somebody else should kind of be the manager. Because as I just said, he he never does anything really as the manager. I'm I'm not trying to put... I'm not trying to rise Nathan up as a character and put Ted down. Of course, we know the way that they are as people. And... Ted is a much nicer and better like character and everything. Nathan's an arsehole, don't 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 get me wrong. But in terms of the football sense and what Nathan's talking about in terms of that, he's right. Um Because as far as I'm concerned Does Ted have a clue what he's doing? Because like I said in this episode twice he's coming up like he's turning to his assistants all the time. Um, and like what should we do? And Nathan's the one that's come up with the answer every time. So I I mean I don't like to, to say that, but it's it's true. Um because if Nathan hadn't come up with the five at the back or the false nine in the two different games, they might have lost. And they wouldn't have been promoted. And they wouldn't have even got to that Man City game, which then obviously would have taken out the whole Jamie and his dad story, which he couldn't have done. Because then they never would have played uh, Man City. And you never would have had that story with Jamie and his dad. Which was obviously very effective. Again they do some very effective character work in this show. But the show just doesn't really focus much on actual football. Um, But Nathan's right. Nathan is absolutely right. (laughs) Not, Not in terms of like... I mean... The, I mean, the way Nathan says, okay, you don't deserve to be here, you're a joke. Okay, that's that's not a great way to approach that. That's a very nasty way to approach it. Because um, Ted is the one that, like, lifts people's spirits and takes on all the emotional stuff himself. And always tries to seem like everything is okay. Which is where the mental health angle of the season has come into things. Because that's why he had the panic attack and that's why he started seeing Dr. Sharon. And, you know, it, I understand what they're doing there. But Nathan's still right about the football tactics side of things. I'm not saying he's right about what he's said about Ted as a person. Um, I don't think that Ted is a is a joke. I think Higgins has been a bit of a joke of a character this season. Uh, which kind of sorted itself out. But um, yeah, he's not right about how Ted is as, as a person. Because th- this this was all bit up from Nathan's ego, wasn't it? From that five at the back game. When he got called a superkin or what, whatever, what, what was it, wonderkin? I forgot the phrase that was used. Um, we all knew from that moment, that episode, what was that, episode six or seven or something like that? So at some point in the middle of the season, wasn't it? We all knew from that moment, Nathan's ego's changed. He's full of himself now. And he's an asshole because of it. And they developed that story very well, and it it really concluded really well in this episode. And I thought that was that story was told very well. But yeah, he's right about Ted and his his football tactics. He shouldn't really be working at Richmond. Um, Ted, in a way, because for those of you that don't, those of you don't know how the um, English leagues work, you have got the Premier League, which is what. Uh, Richmond were in at the start. That's where Man City play and all the other big teams. West Ham as well, which Nathan's now managing. Uh, then you've got Championship, then you've got League One, then you've got League Two. I'm not actually sure what's below that. There's non league teams at some point, but I don't really. Below League Two, I don't really follow like that kind of football. Ted should kind of technically be managing a League Two team. Because when he gets into the job in the first season, he doesn't know anything about football. So we shouldn't really be managing a Premier League team. If I'm just to, just to just look at the show realistically, that's kind of how that all should have gone. Um, yeah, so that's that. There you go with that. Um, I was going to talk about the Nathan, that look from Nathan right at the end, but as I'm on the subject, I'll talk about it now anyway. I don't always talk about the end of the episodes at the end of the podcast anyway, so I'll talk about that and the Nathan West Ham thing now. And then, then we'll take a break, probably. And then I'll talk about just everything else in the show, like Sam and, and Keely and everything. So, yeah, uh, end of the episode, of course, we get um, Nathan's look. Um, couldn't quite tell who it was from the back. Because uh, you can see uh, Rupert, isn't it? That's uh, Rebecca's ex-husband. You can see him um, doing some quite intense uh, training. But sometimes you've got to do that. Sometimes you've got to do the intense training. Uh, Nathan's there on the touchline. 
um, watching his team do do this training. Uh, looks very very intense, and lots of people are shouting, all that kind of thing. Uh, Rupert wh- whispers something into Nate's ear. Maybe he said, "Turn around and look at the camera." I doubt it, but um, he says something to him. Of course, Rupert's brought West Ham in the episode. Uh, which is funny because Newcastle got brought this week. Um, but anyway, uh, and then Nathan turns around to the camera, does a little like thing with his eyebrow. I don't think there's too much to look into with the eyebrow movement. But yeah, he's the West Ham manager. Um, well, it would seem that he's the West Ham manager. He's the one that's watching the team on the sidelines. The coaches are the ones that are implementing things. Um, yeah, very, very interesting stuff. This is obviously leading into a Nate versus Nathan. Sorry, a Nathan versus Ted. Nate versus Nathan. Nathan versus Ted. Um, season two plotline. Obviously, they're both going to be Premier League teams. West Ham are a Premier League team, which is cool. Uh, West Ham are a fairly decent team. They're sort of like a top five, top ten ish team. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty good sometimes. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be the manager of. Wow, he's he's the manager of West Ham, and Rupert is the the owner. That's uh. That's quite cool. I, I I like what they've done there. That's that's quite good. Um, but he, you look at his face. Um, Nathan's kind of turned into a Mourinho type, isn't he? Uh, for those of you, that, Jose Mourinho, who's been the manager of Chelsea twice, uh, Real Madrid, I think Inter Milan, and Manchester United at one point as well. Um, he's one of the managers that's a bit too strict. You could almost call toxic, and he gets things done. He gets results, but doesn't end up leaving his teams in the best of shape especially Manchester United um it kind of reminds me of that Nathan kind of reminds me of that that type of like gets the job done whatever the cost but if it leads to toxic behavior which is what Nathan has started doing because that's how he treated Ted in in that last speech thing uh that their last conversation that was a very toxic way to talk to somebody um yeah, that that's kind of the personality that Nathan's ended up with. That that's where his ego has has led him to. But again, it makes sense because that's what we've been building up to throughout the season. Um, and it was set up pretty nicely, you know. Rupert buys Newcastle, uh, Newcastle um, buys West Ham, and uh, gets Nathan as the manager. Nathan, of course, rips up the believe sign thing near the end. Ted sees it, and that's that. So I guess somebody else is going to have to come up with the tactics and whatnot for Richmond. Because Nathan's been doing it all. So, yeah. Uh, but I thought that was a really cool way to end the season. A really cool way to end the episode. It was uh, it was pretty good. So, but um, I'm looking forward to that next season. Um, Nathan, who's the one that comes up with actual football tactics and stuff. Against Ted, who doesn't really do those, those things. Um, I'm guessing you're going to involve Coach Beard more next season, and he's going to come up with some more tactics and things, or Roy's going to do it. Higgins ain't going to do it, is he? Um, or either that, or they probably... don't know, maybe they'll just replace Nate as a character. They'll bring in a new person to Richmond. I, I don't know. So, I'll have to see how that goes. But, yeah, I thought they did... Uh, that was probably one of the better arcs of the season, this whole Nathan thing. The way it was built up, the way we were sort of questioning throughout the uh, season where his ego was at and and everything like that and uh we see what it's built up to and uh i i thought it was great i thought it was fantastic so we shall see um i hope that they don't leave because obviously they're going to be scheduled at least twice to play richmond in the premier league maybe in a cup game but you have to get drawn against them to do that but they will play richmond home and away uh in the season next year um, I'm hoping that I'm get one of my guesses. This is a very far out there guess. I'm guessing that either a home or away fixture, they're gonna have West Ham play against Richmond in the series finale, and it's gonna be Nathan versus Ted, and and Rebecca versus uh, Rupert as well. I think probably. Um, it'd be cool if you you could maybe bookend that. You could start the season with them playing West Ham home or away, and then the series finale. I suppose I think season three is supposed to be the last one. Um, series finale could be them playing the the other fixture against them. That could be uh, that could be quite good. So yeah. Anyway, let's take a quick little break. Uh, we'll get into some housekeeping and then we'll talk about everybody else, all the other characters. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which 
is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show all right recently on entertainment talk uh, yesterday we did another podcast for the flash Uh, it's up to season 7 episode 15 there's only a few episodes left of the season but we talked about our updated thoughts on The Flash. Over on the other side of uh, DC as well, uh, Legends of Tomorrow has finished its uh, sixth season, and we have decided to wrap up the actual podcast. Not as a series wrap-up, because there will be another season. It's starting very, very soon in the US, actually. But uh, we've just, me and Robert have just decided we don't feel like podcasting on the show. Uh, we gave our reasons for that, of which you can hear on the podcast. I'm not going to get into them here. But uh, yeah, we just decided to put to bed the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. CW Superheroes will still be running as a podcast for the other shows, but uh, not for Legends of Tomorrow anymore. We've decided to uh, wrap the podcast up. So that's that. Uh, Over on the Walking Dead side of things, we had a double episode this week. One was the season two, episode one, uh, the second season premiere episode for The Walking Dead World Beyond. That's the second and final season, but it was built to be two seasons, so no surprise there. And then The Walking Dead still continuing season 11, episode seven. The mid-season finale is going to be next week uh, for that show uh, for its final season. So they're both actually in their final seasons now as well. Uh, So we talked about both of those. Over on the Gaming Talk podcast this week, excuse me, we talked about Sackboy crossing over with The Last of Us. There's some Last of Us content that's been put into uh, the Sackboy game, um, which is the PS5 launch game and everything. So that was really cool to talk about as well. We talked about Konami and they're potentially going back to some Metal Gear, Silent Hill, Castlevania games, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, and Sony's acquired Bluepoint as well. They did the remaster for the, uh, what was it called, Shadow of the Colossus. And for Demon Souls, they've done remasters for those games. Um, so Sony decided to acquire them as a company or as a developer, which made a lot of sense. So that was really good as well. Uh, to celebrate Black History Month, at least in the UK, I've done a podcast called Top 10 Favorite Black or Person of Color characters just a little list to celebrate um black history month in the uk uh two podcasts for zoe's extraordinary playlist one is uh talking about why the show's so special that podcast is, is designed uh for people that haven't seen the show to try to get them to watch it because it's a very 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 good show and also for people that have seen the show so i can discuss with those people the qualities of the show itself and also tell people where they that haven't seen it where they can actually watch it so there's that. Uh, I've also finished my uh, season coverage for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Season 2, episode 13 is the newest episode. And we'll be getting a Christmas special film uh, over on Roku. Uh, that will be in December for the Christmas film. 
the Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Uh, for those of you who might have heard, there's a show called uh, Squid Game on Netflix. I reviewed the first season and I gave it one of my must-see ratings, so that was really good to go and talk about that. Over on the United cast, May United drew 1-1 with Everton. Very, very disappointing stuff. So there was that. And that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on your favourite podcast platform. Just subscribe to Entertainment Talk on there. Um, what do I want to talk about next? Uh, let's jump to a more... Because I talked about kind of one of the better things of the season, which was this Nate storyline, or Nathan storyline. Keely. Keely and Roy. So everything's kind of revealed in this episode. Uh, this does tie back a little bit into Nathan. Obviously with Nathan, they do the... Is it Diamond Dogs thing? Um, and Roy gets involved. And Nathan tells Roy about he kissed Keely. And Roy says it's all in the past, it's fine. But Nathan seems hell-bent on wanting to get punched or headbutted or something like that. And he points out, kind of a logical thing again, of Jamie said, that Jamie just spoke to your wife. Uh, is it wife? Girlfriend? Yeah, girlfriend, isn't it? Uh, Keely and, and Roy. Told her that he loved her, but he actually kissed her and he's okay with both of them. Nathan seems very, very surprised by Roy's actions here and almost expected to, almost sort of wanted to be headbutted by Roy. Um, again, it's just the way that Nathan's attitude was built up this season. But, I mean, I wouldn't want to be punched or headbutted by Roy Kent. That would probably hurt quite a lot. Um, but, yeah, just the way that Nathan was very insistent on Oh, you're not going to do anything about it? Like, you're not going to hit me or headbutt me? And Roy's very, very calmly like, no, no, we put it, me and Keely put it in the past. Like, it's it's done. But Nathan really wanted to get headbutted or punched or hit or something by by Roy. Um, yeah, that his attitude in that scene should have been a bit of a nod to just him in the episode and you also see even in like the training thing when they're training training for the false nine thing earlier just nathan's attitude throughout this episode is really telling for his outburst later on uh in regards to ted but uh keely who's also involved in this as well um she's gonna be heading up her own uh um like pr company and she's having to leave Richmond as a result. And she's like packed her... Uh, she's got a box full of stuff and everything. And Roy's talking to her about going on a holiday. Which neither of them basically decide to do. Because they leave the plane tickets there. Um, bit confused about... Keeley's choices here. Obviously she's going to be her own boss and everything. That's great. Uh... I'm, I'm confused about how that's going to work in season 2. I'm guessing we're still going to see Keely in the show. There's only one more season probably left anyway. There is talk of them doing more seasons. But if this was supposed to be a three season show. Then just do it as a three season show. I don't want to see seasons 4, 5, 6 or whatever. Just because it's popular and wins Emmys. Um, if the show's intended to be three seasons. Then just let it be three seasons. Uh, people are going to be upset by that. But it is what it is. It's a that's what it's supposed to be. So, um, yeah. So we've only got one more season left anyway. I mean, we'll probably see Keely on screen. I don't think that the actress uh, Juni Temple, sorry Juno Temple, uh, is going to leave. But like one of the key things for Rebecca and Keely, like for those characters, was their friendship, and it was great. I've I've enjoyed seeing the two of them be be really good friends on screen. That's like one of the, also one of the better things about the show. Um, and the whole thing with like Sam and how that got revealed and her reaction and setting up the date—it was yeah, you know, that was a really good thing for this uh, for this season. So I'm, I'm a little bit confused as to where they're going with with Keely with that. Obviously, we know what the character is going to be doing, but just in terms of how the character is going to be on screen and everything next season, it's a little bit sort of like I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that works out. I haven't got I I can't really make a judgment until we see how that actually functions in season three. Um, but I'm guessing she's still going to be around. Of course, they do a bunch of time jumps in this episode, and they're supposed to be like away from each other for six weeks. Her and Roy, 
Um, bit confused as to why Roy was like, oh, we breaking up. And I was with Kelly. I was like, no, didn't mention anything about breaking up. It's just like a little holiday. You're both kind of or a break or whatever it is that they're doing. So, yeah, that was that was something that just didn't really land for me in the episode. But again, I don't know. I just don't know functionally how that's going to work until I actually see it next season. So uh, we shall see. Uh, what else do we talk about? Sam, of course, turned down the opportunity. Thank God that he did that. Um. He's not actually in this cast list, but uh, yeah, uh, well, he's not. He's not on the cast and crew first bit of the list on the Apple TV app, which is what I'm looking at the cast list on. So anyway, uh, yeah, really, really good on Sam. Really, really, really happy with how that worked out. And I'm kind of with Sam. I thought it was hilarious how the I'll just call him the billionaire because I've kind of forgotten his name. Um, stormed out. <laughs> And uh, that was that was pretty funny. That that was that was good. I like that. I like the way that played out. Um, but yeah, Sam's on the phone to his dad, and his dad tells him, "Look for a sign." He sees a bunch of people playing football in a Richmond shirt. One of them's got Sam's surname on the back, which is cool, and that gives him enough of a hint. I'm glad that that didn't get dragged out, because that could have been like, "Oh, Sam's looking for a clue for 20 minutes in the episode." Or Ten minutes in the episode. No, it was straight there. It was done, and and that was that was all you needed to do with that. So really happy that they uh, got that, got past that, and really happy that Sam's going to be sticking around as as both as a character and as a player. Because um, the front three, seemingly, of Danny, Jamie, and I think Sam's the right winger, isn't he? Because when you when he scores that goal, it gets passed from left to right. It goes from Danny to Jamie. Sam, pretty sure Sam's a right winger, so yeah. Um, but yeah, seems like a pretty pretty good front front three. I mean, we we've seen Danny score some good goals. We know Jamie can score some goals, and we know that Sam can, which is very important for your front three in football. Because although most of your goals are supposed to come from your striker, your wingers your wingers are supposed to contribute as well. So, but yeah, really really liked um what happened with Sam in the episode that was great there's no need for the billionaire character to ever come back into the show you can conclude that storyline and you can focus a bit more on sam and rebecca uh that was one of the other scenes in the episode um ted i really like the awkwardness of this scene it was quite funny it was really quite good uh so ted's talking to rebecca and um sam walks in sam goes to obviously speak to rebecca probably about their relationship and uh, just, just Ted's like I love the way that Jason and Hannah, and I, d- I don't have Sam's actor's name to hand, but I lo- I really love the way they all played that. That was great, and I like the way that Ted picked up on it as well. Of when him saying like, "Oh, it's best for my uh, life," basically going forward, personal and all that sort of thing. But he was looking at Ted, and he's, as he said it, but Ted knew those words were meant for Rebecca. And it just clicked into place for Ted. Ted was cool with it all, and that was done. Uh, I love the way that was done. That was that was so efficient and so good. And it didn't have to be spelled out on screen. Everybody could kind of see what was going on, and it worked really well. So that was uh, that was great. So I just want to very quickly explain. I know some people some people haven't been a fan of me talking football on this, but it is a show about football. The Force Nine. Uh, that's another formation I'm not a particular fan of. I know that Roy mentioned in the season a 4-4-2 diamond. The thing for me when it comes to football, I prefer... I think you're always going to play better when you've got width. So one of the problems with the 4-4-2 diamond that Roy mentioned earlier this season, you basically got four four midfielders in a diamond shape, and then you've got two strikers up front, not enough width. This false nine, so the one that they use in this episode... Basically what that is, if you have a 4-3-3, that's usually the formation that you have to use for a diamond, what it basically is, so try to picture, right, four defenders, three midfielders in the middle, and then three strikers. Those three looked like they were Danny, Jamie, and uh, Sam, the front three. So how that's supposed to work, because to my knowledge, Liverpool Liverpool the only team I can think of that use this. What's supposed to happen is that striker in the middle drops back, to link up with the build-up play with the three in midfield. The two players that are then wide, they move into the middle so that you basically you basically end up with a 4-3-1-2 in a way because that striker drops back, 
so he can give the ball to the three midfielders and the two wide players they move inwards so that they can ha have the ball passed to them I'm not a fan of it just again because of, it literally takes away your width but it's supposed to be so that you give the ball to your two wide players which is why Mane and Salah for Liverpool get so many goals and Firmino scores now and again Firmino for Liverpool is usually the one in the middle and he's the one that usually drops back it's usually Henderson, Fabinho and I don't actually know because Wijnaldum used to play there but he's he's gone so I don't know who's, who plays there now for Liverpool he's supposed to drop back uh, link up with the midfield play and then you work the ball forwards from that to your front two uh, obviously how it's supposed to work with this Danny's on the left Jamie's in the middle Sam's on the right Jamie's supposed to drop back a little bit so that he can again support the midfield I think coach Beard mentioned it when they scored that goal that when Sam scored that goal uh, to make it 2-1 um, so this is what I want the show to do more I'd love to because this is this isn't me analysing another team's like Man United, you know, on the United cast, when I'm talking about what, what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's picked, this is talking about what these characters have chosen, and I want more of this to happen. I know some of some people don't like this type of conversation about the, the football thing, but it's something that really interests me, and because it's a scripted show with characters, it's entirely different to watching, like, Chelsea or Man City or my own team, Manchester United, do it, or whatever. Uh but the the point the show is missing is I want to see what Ted's ideas are, but the show never does that because Nathan comes up with the ideas. So that's the point where that just doesn't click together, and it and it basically never has. But anyway, uh, I've already talked about that already. But uh, yeah, again, it's it's not a it's not a, a formation I'm a fan of just because you don't get the width really. Uh, you can have your full backs, which are your your left back and your right back. You can have those come forward and provide some width, but it's not really gonna be enough. So anyway, that's just that's just my thoughts on the uh, the false nine thing. But it seemed to work because Sam scored from it. So I guess good job, Nathan, in a way. Um, and then, yeah, of course, Jamie got the... Uh, um, yeah, I suppose we can move on to that moment as well. I talked about the, the Ted-Rebecca-Sam thing. Really good. Really enjoyed it. So, yeah, um, Danny's... Uh, not Danny. Sam scored that goal. It was passed from left to right, basically. Uh, Danny to Jamie. Jamie did seem to drop back a little bit, which is the idea. And then Sam moved to the middle-ish, uh, which is what's supposed to happen in a false nine formation. And then he went through and scored the goal. That's basically how that's supposed to work. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's that was good as well. And then, of course, Jamie gets put through. Uh, one of the centre-backs, I think, made the long pass. That's usually what Lindelof does for Man United, but it just doesn't work half the time because it just doesn't anyway <laughs> but uh yeah he played the ball through to uh, jamie got fouled was a very clear foul and then uh he gives the ball to danny this ties all the way back into the first episode i like what they've done here again um the groundskeeper has the dog again on the lead again i have no idea why somebody is on the football pitch with a dog that makes no sense whatsoever and i've never seen that happen in football ever but I'll put that to the side because you didn't get the same result as you did in the season premiere, which annoyed me because it was wildly unrealistic. But I'll put that to the side because it didn't happen again. But you would not have somebody stand on the side of the pitch with the dog there. You'd have people stand on the side of the pitch, like stewards, that would are supposed to be your security. But you would not have a dog on the side of your pitch. That just wouldn't happen. But anyway, it didn't have the same thing happen as the season premiere, so I'm not going to talk about it again. Otherwise, I'll start getting annoyed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Danny gets given the ball for the penalty. He does look over at the dog. Uh, says footballer's life. And he puts it in the bottom-ish left corner, which was good. And uh, they show on the on the clock it's 93-something minutes. So it's basically the last kick of the game. And Richmond get their promotion to back to the Premier League. Uh, really, really good moment. Really, really good moment. Um, that's obviously supposed to be the big climactic happy moment of the season. Which is great. Obviously, we got the Nathan thing at the end of the episode, but uh, really enjoyed that. That 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 was that was more of what I want from the show. Because um, the thing is, right? If the show is going to lean on happy moments, heartwarming moments, show some more winning goals. Show the team going behind in in games, and show the coaches try to sort the team out that get the winning goals that will create more happy moments again i looked on a uh, facebook comment thread 
just after I watched uh, this episode. And loads of people said like, oh, you know, it was really a, a great moment when Danny scored the goal. Make that show us, show us more of these winning goals in in the season. It will lead to more of those moments, which will be great. And then after you've after the character scored the goal, whoever it's going to be, whether it's going to be Danny, Sam, or uh, Jamie, whoever, you can then switch it back over to the character stuff and see how the characters react to it. Obviously, in this case, a very very happy way. And then you got Roy headbutting Jamie, which was funny. <laughs> um, but he's like, "What's that for?" And then he's like says to him you know it's because, so I can do this and he hugs him um so yeah good stuff uh, really really good for the season so uh, that was a really happy way to well almost end the season obviously our last actual shot for the season is uh Nathan which was uh interesting so again overall they got the job done with this uh with this season had some really happy moments but the i i can't look past the awkward like things that you skip over and all this other kind of weird stuff the show does and i still just can't look past the fact that it's been two seasons and i still have got no idea what tactics ted uses as as a manager because it's never been shown on screen and he's never talked about it so yeah I'll, I'll i'll take the good i can take the good with the bad when it comes to tv this is still a really good show um i'm not gonna put i'm not gonna put it down too much or whatever it does a lot it's one of those funny shows that it does a lot of things really 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 well when the show hits its high notes like with the winning goal and the celebration it is pretty emotional it does work and it is really fantastic and that's the show's biggest strength obviously but some of the show's weaknesses are really quite weak. So it's one of them... I don't know. And I mean, next season's the last one anyway. So they'll probably wrap up things quite well. But yeah, that's just overall how I kind of how I kind of feel about things. So yeah. Um, anyway, that's pretty much it for the season. I think I've given plenty of thoughts. I've been recording for 45 minutes. So I've given plenty of thoughts... Um, looking forward, to, I'm still looking forward to next season, don't get me wrong, like, even though I've said some, about some things that don't work for the show, it's still, it's still overall a fantastic show that I would recommend to people, I ain't got a problem doing that at all, but, uh, it does get some things wrong, um, so yeah, but that's it for this season, uh, we'll see if next season is the last one, it's supposed to be, but I keep reading some talk about, um, them, like, giving more seasons to the show, but then if the showrunner... I don't have that person's name to hand. Um, if the showrunner wants to just tell a three-season story, I also heard it's something to do with Jason's availability. And you can't really do a Ted Lasso show if you take Ted Lasso out of Ted Lasso. Because then it's not Ted Lasso. It's just the Richmond TV series. Um, so, yeah. But... Uh, I if if it's intended to be three seasons and they haven't mapped out and next season's ten episodes or whatever and they have an idea of where it's going to end as a series finale for episode ten of season three, do it. Um, you know if you haven't got ideas for seasons three or four or sorry for seasons four or five or whatever you want to do, I I hope Apple I hope Apple doesn't do what some networks tend to do which is like oh the show's really popular let's just keep it going because it's getting numbers uh make it impactful make it short sweet make it three seasons and make it let it go out with a bang you know um plus next season's really set up for this huge Nathan versus Ted West Ham versus Richmond thing and that should be the last arc of the show in terms of the like the actual football arc of it. So you should really conclude it on that. I think that would be a really strong note to go out on. Um, whether that's going to be... That might not necessarily be Richmond winning the league. It could be Richmond beating West Ham in the FA Cup final. Uh, I think that would be a great like series finale. And then Ted and Nathan sort of make peace with each other or whatever's going to happen there. And then you end it like that. I think that's what you got to do, or what you can do, so we shall see. Anyway, uh, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on the season, how do you think it went, what do you think in terms of my comments of um, just Ted's lack of uh, 
decision making in terms of the football and stuff obviously some of you it doesn't bother some of you are not really bothered about that at all but let me know how you feel about it and everything like that did you enjoy this episode did you enjoy the season and uh, if you do have any thoughts what do you think of the 442 diamond and the 433 force 9 um, some people probably think I'm talking in riddles but those are just football formations so let me know what you think anyway Matthew at entertainment sorry Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org uh Matthew, yeah, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Speaking of your show notes, if you want an easy way to email us, you can scroll down to your show notes, click on the name of the email, that should take you over to an email app of some kind, assuming you've got one installed on your phone, and then it'll just be an easier way to send us an email. So just a little bit of a tip on that. That's it for the season. Thank you all very much for listening. I want to thank everybody who sent in feedback this season. Everybody who supported the podcast. It's been really, really nice. This was obviously the first season I've covered. I will be covering season three. Probably will be next year, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't imagine it will be the year after. Uh, probably in about a year's time or so, I would I would guess. Um, if at the very, very latest, I would say this would be late 2023. But I don't think it's going to take that long to make the show. But then, I, I don't know. So, we shall see. Some point in the future. It won't be this year anyway. So, thank you very much for listening to my podcast for the American Coach for Ted Lasso. In the meantime, we do have loads of other things we do on entertainmenttalk.org. You can, of course, go over to the website itself. Find those different pieces of content. Uh, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts as well. So, take a look at all those. We've got loads and loads of podcasts. There's over a, there's over a thousand. and um, That's not a joke. There is over a thousand. There's about five years worth of podcasts are plenty to be uh, to be available to be listened to you can also find us if you search for entertainment talk on your favorite podcast platforms you can support us that way as well also if you have people that you know that want to listen to coverage for tv video games films or manchester united podcasts just tell them let them know let them know what we do and where they can find it that would be great for word of mouth social media all that kind of stuff uh, social media if you want to tell people through that you can share the links around on your social media platforms of choice uh, but yeah, just uh, please try to tell other people that you know just about what we do and where they can find it. That would be great as well. So try to do that if you can. Uh, also, you can support us if you'd like to over on Patreon. That's the $1, $3 level tiers. Add free podcasts and review options. Those are all optional. You don't have to do them. Of course, this podcast is free, as you would have known if you've listened to it this entire time. So you can still listen to our episodes for free, but either try to uh, spread the word of mouth or social media, over on social media, or join us on Patreon if you'd like to do that. It's entirely up to you. Um, if you want your TV and film news, so if you want to know when the next season of Ted Lasso starts, which won't be anytime soon, but for your general TV and film news, renewals, cancellations, what's on TV, all that kind of stuff, David runs geektown.co.uk uh, and also on Geektown Radio. That's for your TV and your film news. Geek Town Radio gets released on Tuesdays. That's your weekly TV format podcast. So take a look at all that as well. Bex is still streaming very regularly over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. I think she's doing Tomb Raider streams on Mondays. So have a look out for those. Just give her a follow. You'll be notified when she goes live. You can also follow me on Twitch as well. UK for all my different video game streams. And if you miss any of them, you can find them later on YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you either next time or hopefully before next season, hopefully next time or whatever. Uh, thanks very much for listening, and I will catch you next time. Goodbye.